Today's episode is sponsored by you and others like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation through the Urban Achiever Patreon page. Please consider becoming a contributor by visiting patreon.com slash urbanachiever. And thank you for your support. Oh yeah, what's up achievers? It's me, your host, and <laughs> uh, I just punched the microphone stand. I guess I'm angry. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. It is Monday, what is today? Monday the 27th of uh, March. It's my wife's birthday today. Happy birthday to my wife, who I'm not supposed to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, uh, hi, how are you? Can't believe I'm all the way to episode 97. That's crazy. Um, as usual, running out of time. So uh, I just got back from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I've, I've said in the past uh, that I'm not a fan of Philadelphia. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about uh, how much, you know, perception shapes our reality and how uh, based on previous experiences, we can have a good impression or a bad impression of a place. Um, I don't I don't I guess, you know, I've been to Philadelphia a bunch uh, on tour, played there at Drexel University in 95. And uh, I remember we got blocked in by somebody Um <laughs> there was like this uh, hip hop show going across the uh, way there. And when we came out, our van was blocked in. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I've had a, a narrow streets, I guess, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I had a pretty good, delightful time in Philadelphia, other than being totally exhausted. Uh, I was there for a School of Rock convention. This is my third School of Rock convention. Uh, first was Chicago, which is a great town. Love Chicago. Second year was Vegas. Not a fan of Vegas, uh, but that was a pretty cool convention. We got to see Mastodon and Judas Priest at that convention, uh, despite the fact that we were in a casino. And... Uh, well, uh, so this year, this is my third convention and we were in Philadelphia. So I, I, Wednesday, I took the train from my town to the Amtrak station in Newark. And, uh, and then I hung out there for a bit. The, uh, <laughs> the train station in Newark, man, holy smokes. Uh, a lot of homeless people in that Amtrak station. There was kind of like a waiting area and, uh, it smelled horrible, um, I, there's no way to not sound like an asshole saying this. It was just really smelly. And I had tried to pack light. <laughs> so I only brought one pair of pants. And then I just thought, I'm just sitting in this just funk. It's having a little bit of a germaphobic moment. I'm normally not one to get uh, super uptight about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, worried about where I'm sitting or what I've been sitting on. So uh, just a lot of uh, stinky uh, seat there that I sat on for a couple hours and then riding on the train 
And I just thought, man, I should have brought two pairs of pants. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. So, I took the Amtrak. Uh, it, it was only uh, about 50 bucks each way. I, I just really did not feel like driving. If you listen to the show enough, you know I drive like two hours a day for my job. And uh, driving is the, my, the least favorite part of my life. Um, so, I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the train. And then the train station was less than a mile from the hotel. So, I just brought a backpack with my laptop and some chargers and whatnot. And then a small, just sort of like a gym bag, duffel bag uh, thing with some changes of clothes. Um, but like I said, maybe, maybe should have brought two pairs of pants. Just saying. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, trip overall, the train ride was nice, not too bad. Uh, just answered e- some email and stuff like that on the train. Uh, there was, uh, actual plugs at every seat. So I got to charge my uh, laptop and phone, which is always nice. And, uh, the train station in Philadelphia was a 30th street Amstrak, Amtrak station. It was really cool. Love the old buildings. There was a really cool statue, uh, from the Pennsylvania railroad world war II Memorial that towers kind of towers over you walk in. It's like an angel holding a, what I believe is a soldier, I guess. And uh, so that kind of left a, a really strong impression as I was coming out of the train station there. And then uh, I had already pre-planned on my way. I knew there's a Trader Joe's between the the train station and my room. And uh, based on uh, food choices from previous years, I thought it might be a good idea to stop in there. So I picked up some uh, tangerines and some bananas and some fruit bars and trail mix. And uh, of course, uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups. (laughs) So, you know. It's like, that's how they get you. They get you at that checkout there and they know what they're doing, right? I mean, you get all this healthy stuff, fruit and, and uh, you know, grains and, and uh, good stuff. And they get to check out and you're like, you know what? I really could use a bag of uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups. So, yeah. So I got those and then uh, checked into the hotel. I was lucky to be able to check in uh, pretty early, like around two in the afternoon. And um, just kind of took a little rest there for a little bit. And then I just kind of walked around. I went to a van store, tried on some shoes, didn't buy anything, went to Old Navy, maybe see about getting some pants. (laughs) Uh, But I'm a big fella and they did, and I normally order online and they did not have any pants on my size that I could get. So stuck wearing my uh, stinky Newark pants (laughs) for the duration. Uh, Yeah, I walked around a little bit and then I ended up uh, getting dinner at this place called Hip City Veg. Horrible name, horrible name, Hip City Veg. Hip City Veg. Don't really like anything with the name hip in it, uh, or city for that matter. Veg, weird. Hip City Veg, terrible, terrible name. However, uh, I had a uh, vegetarian cheesesteak sandwich, uh, which had uh, some mushrooms and whatnot on it. Uh, Seitan and, uh, and some sweet potato fries and a matcha green tea, mint chocolate chip shake. Uh, and, uh, that was delicious. The meal was really, really good. So hip city veg, uh, not a cool name, but a uh, really good food there. And then, uh, and then I just kind of locked it in, in the room that night and just kind of answered email and caught up on some work and got to bed relatively early. I think like around nine, something like that. Next day, we got started bright and early, had breakfast uh, at the hotel there, uh, staying at the Sonesta downtown. We had breakfast from 8 to 8.30. I got up early 
and uh, headed over to La Colombe, uh, which is a favorite uh, coffee place of mine. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right, but in any case, I went there uh, and got some coffee, came back, got a little breakfast, and then we were locked in to all day, <laughs> all day, uh, sort of uh, seminar sessions, breakout sessions, whatever you call, call them with all my compatriots. School of Rock is, there's like 180 uh, or so schools internationally. And about 15 of those are company owned and not franchised. And I work in one of the company schools. So we had an all day uh, company school kind of gathering. Uh, cool to see uh, Colleen and Chris, my sort of immediate supervisors and, and uh, other uh, company school GMs that I knew from previous conventions. And uh, I did a little presenting on one of the sessions. It was about the new student experience. People seem to like my presentation. I always have a hard time uh, in, in life in general and at these things. And anytime I'm up talking in front of people or anything that uh, I jokingly said that I have trouble differentiating, differentiating between my inside inner voice and outer voice. And uh, sometimes uh, those things just come out and I just say what's on my mind in the, in the moment. And uh, it's entertaining for people, I, I, I suppose, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it makes me a little self-conscious. <laughs> Maybe I need to be more self-conscious. I don't know. I just say things off the top of my head. Anyway, we had a whole day of all, all that shenanigans, and uh, it was long, and uh, it went by pretty quickly, honestly. And then uh, in the evening, we had a all-company school event at a uh, bowling place called Lucky Strike. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, eating healthy and not really drinking uh, this year. Just got a good report from the doctor. And uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd just uh, ruin that by, uh, you know, if you don't eat meat, it's kind of hard when you're at a place like this, right, where they uh, the, our dinner for the thing was they're bringing out like uh, chicken fingers and, and uh, you know, deep fried cheese and <laughs> things like that. So uh, I think I was having... Uh, I had a, some macaroni and cheese bites, <laughs> kind of like mozzarella sticks, but they were mac and cheese. Uh, and then like some kind of veggie pizza and pretzels with like mustard cheese sauce. Not good. Not good. Uh, but yeah, I was eating that and then it was open bar. And, uh, you know, sometimes at work, there's not a lot of benefits, right? <laughs> I don't actually draw even that many benefits from my job um, as I have other coverage, but uh uh, so anytime you're going to get anything for free or, or that kind of thing, uh, it's always good. So sure. Why not? I had some beers, um, at the, uh, Walt Witts or something like that. I had the, the, uh, tap handle was like a giant pencil, uh, a lot of beer nerds out there. So maybe you guys know what that is, is some sort of, uh, thing there that I had. And, uh, I had a bunch of those. So got the drinking going and some bowling. I am a terrible bowler. I started out uh, with a strike in the beginning and then uh, it was all downhill from there. I think I came in last place in both games. Um, but my uh, fellow bowlers, we were able to put in our names as I was Walter and we had the dude and Jesus and uh, everybody. So that was kind of fun with the bowling. Uh, I was kind of paired up with uh, one of the managers from Colorado and the music director and a manager from Seattle. So we were kind of talking some Seattle music stuff. And uh, we had a pretty good time, actually, there uh, at Lucky Strike in Philadelphia bowling. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Thursday? Thursday, yes. And then when we got back, uh, it, as it turned out, 
Uh, a lot of my uh, coworkers and bosses wanted to go to this sort of divey bar by the hotel, and then the drinking continued. <laughs> Thankfully, because I'm a big fella and I'd eaten a lot of uh, terrible food in advance and while and while drinking, and had been drinking water and pacing myself. Uh, did not let things get out of control, but this is definitely the most that I've drank in, in, in a really long time. Uh, a few beers and then some Jack and Cokes after that. Uh, again, boss is paying for drinks. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> so uh, one fun thing happened at the uh, this divey bar by our hotel that we were in uh, is that the old cranky lady that was at the bar when I bought my, I actually bought a drink when I first came in before I knew that um, they were being purchased. And uh, I went to the bar and, uh, and she <laughs> slapped a $5 bill on the, uh, on the counter toward, uh, toward me after I paid and then uh, pointed at a jukebox on the wall and said, here you go, you're the DJ. So she sent me uh, on a little mission to put some music on the uh, jukebox. And uh, so I did that and that was fun. So hanging out with the co-workers. I uh, think that thing ran pretty late there. Um, yeah, so that made Friday morning a little rough. Friday was a uh, another day of general sessions, and uh, we uh, had some breakout things, and then, uh, yeah, just all day like talking, people talking to you, a lot of talking. <laughs> and then uh, every year they have a, sort of like a jam session with different, uh, different, um, boy, having a rough day today talking. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Uh, they have a jam session with different uh, owners and music directors and, and uh, different people from the system get together uh, and play a bunch of songs. In previous years, uh, when we were like in... Uh, Chicago, they had uh, Jimmy Chamberlain from Smashing Pumpkins sat in. Uh, last year, they had Dimitri uh, from Off and Burning Brides uh, sat in. Um, so, yeah, always some fun with that stuff. Anyway, we went to the club Milk Boy, another terrible name. Philly's got a, they're a little off on their name game there a little bit. Milk Boy. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we went to Milk Boy and uh, yeah. So there was, uh, we were at Milk Boy and there was a lot of, uh, more music and, and, uh, carrying on. And then, uh, I caught a trolley back to the hotel and, uh, tried to fall asleep, but, uh, there were some kids from a tour group or something. I don't know what they were doing, but they were carrying on late into the night. So it was kind of hard to fall asleep. Um, but yeah, that was Friday, a little more seminaring and then a night of music at Milk Boy. Oh, man. So I kind of thought that uh, getting out of town for a few days uh, was going to be uh, a relief from the pressures of the job and being at the school and my commute and all this stuff. But man, was it exhausting. <laughs> so by Saturday, I was feeling a little rough. Uh, but yeah, so went and got some more coffee at La Colombe in the morning and uh, came back for another uh, day of open sessions. Um, the keynote speaker in previous years, they had Victor Wooten. Uh, they had uh, Derek Schulman, he's a drummer. I think it's Derek. Might not be Derek. Anyway, play, guy played with Foreigner and Pink as a drummer. Uh, he was really good last year. And then this year they had uh, this British producer guy 
who worked on Stevie Nicks and uh, and a bunch of different people. His name is Rupert Hine. He was 68 years old, and uh, he was okay. Uh, he's also worked on The Fix and uh, Duncan Sheik, Howard Jones, Bob Geldof, Thompson Twins. Uh, so he's worked on a lot of stuff, Rush. Um, and he said that he recently, he didn't start stop working in the studio until a few years ago, which means well into his 60s. So I found that encouraging since I'm just kind of getting into audio stuff. Um, but he had one of those very soothing old guy British voices. And uh, man, talk about the struggle being real. <laughs> I was trying so hard uh, to stay awake, man. And uh, that guy was uh, killing me. He was killing me with his uh, sort of uh, slow uh, pace of talking. Oh, one thing they had at the conference that was kind of funny uh, is that the uh, the guy, AV guy that was running the lighting and all that kind of stuff, they had smoke and they had uh, like sparkler uh like fire, not fire exactly, but yeah, kind of like stage sparkler pyro that they would shoot off at different times. I was like, they're going to give that poor old guy a heart attack, man, shooting off that pyro. It was, uh, it was always kind of startling and not necessarily at a, at a time and point at which you th- saw it coming. Uh, so that was a little bit entertaining, but man, yeah, Mr. Hines, uh, was a good dude, but man, he was, uh, he was making it, making it hard. So uh, then we went and had some more, uh, more, uh, breakout sessions or whatever, different things about how to handle leads and how to do shows and yada, yada, yada. And I got to say after the third year, uh, there's not a lot of startling information in these things. Uh, but you, you hope to pick up one or two things that you can take back. And I typically do, um, but usually just great interactions and talking with, uh, other people's is really kind of the best part and, and to talk to other people to do your job from different places and to kind of, uh, hear about their struggles and, and successes and, and different things that, uh, keep the thing going as it were. So, uh, then we went, uh, for that evening's, uh, festivities, we went, uh, went and had tacos, kind of do it yourself tacos at this place. And they had portobello mushrooms. So I made myself some nice, uh, portobello mushroom tacos with the fixings, and I uh, had a ginger beer to try to settle my stomach and my system <laughs> from all the uh, carrying on and going on. And then they had a uh, one of the original Paul Greens from Philadelphia. So the, one of the reasons they went to Philadelphia is kind of go to go back to the beginnings of School of Rock. And uh, there's a guy named Joe uh, who was uh, who's a dentist. Uh, who uh, was the original investor in School of Rock, which helped uh, help Paul Green expand to the original schools in the very beginning. And uh, he has a, a new scholarship fund called Let Them Rock. And they had a scholarship event uh, at a club there, a place called uh, Underground Arts. And I don't know if you're from Philadelphia, if you've been to Philadelphia, if you've been to this uh, club before. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool place. It had two performance spaces. It had a lot of cool lighting there. Uh, just really creative, uh, lighting. The one set of lights kind of look like those Ikea, uh, like spatula holders turned upside down. They have the whole like stainless steel with the holes in them with different colored bulbs, maybe these different colored, uh, lanterns. And, uh, it was funny as I was coming in, there was a list of all the bands that were playing and it was like, uh, meat puppets, boss hog, uh, save Ferris. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, is this an old marquee or is this like, uh, what's currently happening in here? Uh, so that was kind of funny, but, uh, yeah. So I checked out some of the music there. And, uh, at this point I was sort of reaching, uh, 
you know, uh, anxiety saturation with all the different people and, and music saturation. Uh, I had remarked at one point to uh, one of the other, uh, you know, conference goers that uh, a nice leisure activity for me would be to like to go to a library, perhaps, or one of those uh, sound chambers with like negative 12 dB sound uh, just to uh, feel like what silence feels like uh, for a while. Uh, a lot of talking, a lot of music. A lot of talking over loud music. I'm like, this is just like being at uh, at work. <laughs> and I guess it was work, right? Because it was a work-related conference. Uh, but man, by Saturday night, I was uh, tapped out on listening to people talk and tapped out on music. Uh, so I checked out about an hour or so of that stuff. They had kids playing from the different schools and all-stars. And it was a benefit for this Let Them Rock uh, foundation. And uh by then, I was pretty much burnt, so I uh, got on the old shuttle bus back to the hotel, head up to my room, and uh, just kind of chilled out, and uh, once again, the kids, either above me or below me, were making a bunch of noise. I had to call down to the front desk to tell them to uh, cut it out around one in the morning, when I finally was able to go to sleep. My final morning in uh, Philadelphia, I slept in. Uh, to check out was at noon and I slept until about 1140. It's <laughs> just totally exhausted. Slept till 1140, uh, quickly got up and showered and, uh, put on my uh, clothes and, uh, packed up my shit and, uh, headed downstairs, uh, to the, uh, lobby, check my bags into their little baggage room there. I had some time to kill. Uh, because my train wasn't leaving till 3.30. Uh, and I had planned the whole time that I was there, my buddy Dan uh, Richter had told me about a place called Blackbird Pizzeria. It was like a vegan uh, place uh, that was fairly far away from the hotel, about a mile away, I guess. And uh, so I went and got some more La Colombe coffee. And uh, not a sponsor of the show, by the way. <laughs> I do like their coffee, though. Uh, and uh, then I just took to walking around the streets of Philadelphia, checked out a lot of really cool uh, street art. Uh, the, the, the place was uh, in, around South Street. If, you, uh, if you've been there, you know, that's kind of a cool area. Um, a lot of cool art, murals and paintings and that kind of thing. Got to Blackbird, had a little uh, vegan, another vegan Philly uh, cheesesteak, which has uh, been voted the best one in Philadelphia. Uh, I thought it was really good. It, it was uh, different than the one at Hip City Veg. Ugh. Uh, stupid name. Uh, <laughs> uh, let it go, Billy. Let it go. Um, it was really good. I had uh, also they had uh, like a brunch slice. It was supposed to be like kind of like a breakfast pizza. I had a slice of that and some fries and some root beer, draft root beer that they had there that was quite good. Really enjoyed that meal. Took a little bit more time sort of walking around uh, down on South Street. And then uh, slowly made my way back uh, to the hotel. I stopped at Federal Donuts and got a just absolutely incredible donut uh, there. there. It's a chicken, like fried chicken and donut place. Um, And uh, yeah, so I got a freshly made uh, cinnamon donut there that was just unreal good. And I got another coffee, (laughs) cold brew with my with my donut, got back to the hotel, got my bags slowly made my way back to the 30th street Amtrak station. I did want to say, you know, Philadelphia is known to be the uh, city of brotherly love. That's like their uh, tagline. And uh, on my way to the train station, I saw a tag on a uh, graffiti tag on a old telephone booth that said, man bun, fuck all (laughs) y'all. 
So there you go. That's my last uh, parting gift from the uh, city of Philadelphia. It was a graffiti tag that said, man, bun, fuck all y'all. So not that loving, the city of brotherly love. <laughs> uh, yeah. So got on the train and uh, made my way back to New Jersey. And that was my trip to Philadelphia. All right, Philadelphia, everybody. <laughs> I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if you enjoyed that or not. I guess it doesn't matter. Just going to keep doing it. Just going to keep doing these shows on Mondays, everybody. Got to be honest, I did not feel like doing a show today. I put it off as long as I possibly could. I'm still really tired trying to recover from this trip. Uh, but I had a good time. I had a good time in Philadelphia. It was cool to hang out with my uh, other uh, compatriots from the School of Rock. Uh, it was cool to take a walk around, have some good food and uh, some fun and a uh, little bit of uh, downtime. And uh, and uh, Philadelphia, uh, good times. I actually uh, I would like to go back again. There you go. The Urban Achiever theme show music uh, was written and performed by Ethan Luck, ethanluck.bandcamp.com. The show is always hosted, produced, edited, mixed, mastered by myself, yours truly, Billy. You can email me anytime at billy at urbanachievershow.com. You can connect with me on social media at urbanachieverpc on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. If you want to financially support the program, you can do that at patreon.com slash urbanachiever. Or if you want to just do a um, one-time donation versus a recurring thing with Patreon, you can just go do that at urbanachievershow.com. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Have a great week, everybody. And until next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. Uh, today's uh, show, what am I doing? Uh... Oh, <sighs>